also viewable in glorious Technicolor on YouTube on the Scout Israel YouTube channel. Or if you're an audio learner, you can go right now to the History of Judaism podcast on most podcast services. Quick disclaimer, the following podcast was made mostly during the period of lockdown. Uh, you're going to be interrupted by many loud noises of children screaming in real life. I apologise, this is terrible. We shouldn't have to go through this kind of thing as a listener or viewer of a YouTube channel. I apologise, terrible, isn't it? Uh, also, believe me, my house normally isn't this messy. It's pristine. It looks wonderful normally with having three children running around all the time. One of them crawling around all the time. So I'm sure you'll be able to cope with that as well. Without further ado, the history and story of the Jews. Hello and welcome to the history of Judaism, the history and story of the Jews, told by me, Yossi Silverman, licensed tour guide and Jewish educator. Welcome to uh, the Corona special. And that means that as well as having a a version of this on SoundCloud. We're going to have an entire video, a live action video of our podcast. Also, rather than fighting the children to uh, keep them out of my completely quiet environment, we're going to be involving the children in the podcast. So I'm going to introduce you to my assistants. My first assistant is this gentleman here. His name is Amichai, and he's going to be helping us today. And to introduce the intro, the uh, subject of the podcast, I'm going to introduce you to my second assistant. Wait for it. With a one, and a two, and a three. This is Natan. Natan is going to be our main. Uh, assistant presenter for today and Natal is going to tell us what is today's subject it is but the people of the land very good the people of the land so who are the people of the land I'm going to explain in the next clip who the people of the land are and then we're going to do some fun activities explaining who are these people of the land so just a quick uh, look under the cover here of what's happening on this uh, podcast or video podcast, whatever you call it, I don't really know, um, is I'm coming along later on, normally I don't tell you how the production works, and I'm going to stick the bits together so the kids don't really have to listen to incredibly interesting narrative about ancient peoples. So, who are the people of the land? The people of the land in Hebrew are called Am Haaretz. Literally, the people or the nation of the land. So, just to recap on last time, what happened last time? Last time we discussed the King Josiah, how he died in an unfortunate battle. And then his son, Jehoahaz, uh, was... Uh, enthroned by a group called the People of the Land, Am Haaretz. 
and then he's deposed again by Pharaoh Necho. We're going to talk about that a bit later as well. But we've, we've just encountered a new character, the people of the land. Why, why bother talking about people of the land? Why can't we just focus on, on kings? Why can't we focus on kings and princes and important people? Isn't history that? Kings, princes, important people, dates? No. At least not in my opinion. Um, history is also you and me. History is also, for, take a random example, how people lived during a plague. That's also history. It's not just Donald Trump. It's not just Benjamin Netanyahu. It's also Yossi Silverman and his kids. That's also history. Uh, equally so, history, for our purposes, is also going to be these people of the land. They're a character in the text. We're going to assume that it possibly means the rank and file uh, people in the country. It doesn't necessarily mean that, by the way. It could also mean maybe some kind of landed gentry. They seem to have a lot of power. Or it could equally be, uh, as in France, in pre-1789, there was three different groups controlling the country, known as the estates. And one of the estates was the peasants. And they had a say uh, in who the king would be, at least in theory, uh, became more practice in France in 1789. So does the different possibility of who the people of the land are, we honestly don't know who they are, but we're going to suggest that there's something to do with people living in the countryside, people working the land. Um, you might say, well, who really pays attention to that nowadays? Well, I'll let you into a little... Uh, now, not so much of a secret, something that has been happening to me for the past uh, eight months. You might be well aware that this is coming out during the time of Corona. So, normally, I introduce myself as Yossi Silverman, licensed tour guide. I'm still a licensed tour guide, but there is no work to be done in that field in Israel. So what have I been doing? I've been working in archaeology. I'm not actually a licensed archaeologist or but to make it very, very clear, I'm not an archaeologist. I do have a layman's knowledge of history, and that's why we have this podcast. But I have been having some more hands-on experience of archaeology. And again, I'm not going to go into that so much, because really, uh, you might well understand that somebody who spends their life studying and working in archaeology, it's really down to them to... Uh, take the credit for that. But I will say that some of the archaeology I've been doing has been agricultural archaeology, focusing on how people lived. And specifically, people in uh, Judah, you can understand that the topography is very hilly, and people don't live on nice flat fields and have uh, farms with a nice flat cornfield on it. No, uh, they work on the side of mountains on what are called terraces. That's, I've been working, uh, excavating a terrace fairly recently. So that's what we're going to be talking about. These people of the land, who are these? It's very important in, in understanding who are the Jewish people. And who are they? 
uh, and, and who definitely aren't they? Because you can also define somebody as who they aren't. How do they live? What do they eat? What kind of houses do they live in? And what role do they have in our story? That is what we're discussing today. As I've said, Tour Guide Without Work. So if you want to show support for this channel, please like, please subscribe. If you're on SoundCloud, please, please subscribe. I don't have that many subscribers and I do need subscribers. Please share this with your friends. Please comment. And what I'm going to go into at the end of this show is that if you expect it to carry on, as I really do, you really, really, really must contribute monetarily uh, because this is actually starting to take uh, a monetary toll on me personally. Uh, so if you enjoy this podcast, uh, it doesn't have to be a larger donation, but at the end of the podcast, I'll explain how you can contribute in a small way and also what might happen if you don't, not that I'm threatening anybody, but there's certain consequences to me not uh, gaining some monetary support for this podcast. So the first question we're going to ask is, where do people live? Uh, people live, uh, as this map is showing us right now, in the area known as Judea, as we've been discussing right from the, the beginning of this entire series of podcasts. But this is the area of Judea. Um, specifically, uh, when we're talking about these ancient Israelites in, in the Iron Age, we're talking along this central mountain range here. Uh, and uh, also a little bit on the, this uh, foothill area, the lower lower foothills known in Hebrew as the, the Shvela. And uh, what we're going to do right now is we're going to have a look at a uh, state-of-the-art uh, diorama or um, topographic model created out of recyclable products by a, a skilled technician. Here we are with our topography and diorama of Iron Age Israel. So it also will tell us a little bit about the different ethnicities in the area and the global politics. So Nasan, what's, what's this here? What do you make here? Um, uh, we made the mountain. The mountain. So we have four main areas. We've got the mountain, or the Har, the central mountain range. Then, uh, and that's for the people watching on, for the people listening on SoundCloud, that, that's represented by a mountain which Nata made out of recyclable material. And then we have a, a lower range of mountains here known as the Shvela. Uh, this area here, which Nata coloured in green, right? Yeah, it's green. And then this area here, this is the coastal plain. And you've got the Mediterranean Sea. And then on the other side of our mountain is a big dip in the Judean Desert and the Dead Sea here. So, uh, the by and large, the peoples that live on this central mountain range, we call, which is called, a, normally designated as the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Yehuda. What would we call them, Nathan? Um, Yehudim. <laughs> Yehudim, right, the Jews. So when you're listening to a podcast about the history and story of the Jews, we're talking about these guys, which are Zaki, my youngest, decided he liked snakes, so they, Jews must be snakes. 
and uh, with obviously no racial overtones there, uh, this guy with his thumb sticking up and the little dog from Paw Patrol. So they're the Jews. Um and I saw this guy here. Oh, we missed out the, the little blue... Um, what is that? So it's a person <laughs> from the game. Person from a game, cool. And on the other side of the Shvela, the low, the, the uh, foothills, we have this dude here who, um, just for the purposes of the people listening, uh, this would be a dinosaur, or I think one of the, the kind of funny beings that came before the dinosaurs. And they're represented by the people who live on the coastal plain, who are called in the Bible um, the Plishtim or the Philistines. The Philistines. It's really Goliath, that's one of them. Oh! Well, on that hand, that I mentioned Goliath, that's the Hebrew name for Goliath, who is one of the Philistines, the most well-known story about the Philistines. And they're all fighting. See, the Philistines, they, they come in from, it's according to recent, um, recent uh, academia, people think that the, the Philistines came from over here, came from the Mediterranean, the islands of the Aegean, and conquered the coastal plains, based on actually DNA testing of bones. And this period we're talking about is before the period we're speaking about. Before, we're talking about what came before uh, the period of Sennacherib. We're talking about quite a significant bit before, in earlier on in Iron Age 1. And then... Uh, they're, they're heading inwards. They want to conquer inland. And the Israelites, the Judeans, people living in Yehuda, they want to get to the sea. They want trade. So they're all going to have all their battles in this area here, the Shvela, which is the, the foothills. So we've got this, you know, the people in the sound cloud. We've got these people gathered on the hills, the Judeans and the Philistines and in the valley. The real, real reason we're, we're mentioning this is this is going to be a motif throughout history. Uh, you're going to have, um, to in order for Sennacherib to get up to fight the Judeans, he's going to have to conquer the foothills first in places like Lachish, which is situated in the foothills, and the Judeans are going to have to fight back from their, their high point in the foothills even when uh, Sennacherib comes here. Up to the north, which is right up to the north. Natan, wave your hand. Natan is the uh, Assyrians from the north and east of us. And down to the south, represented by uh, my trash can, is Egypt. So Egypt is further south. Actually, I'm Egypt, sorry. Not my trash can. So here we go. I'm Egypt. Um... And uh, what that's the again? Assyria. What's Assyria? The Ashurim in Hebrew. Don't worry. Not, in, not important for, for this here. So this is where... Why this can't is... I be all the way down at Antarctica? Why can't you be all the way down in Antarctica? I think many people are asking that question. So when we're talking about the people of the land, this is the land that we're talking about. And they're the people that live on this mountain range and they spread out these foothills. And they also have two forces against them. The force of the Assyrians. Wave your hands, Assyrians. Looks threatening. And um, myself over here. I'm the Egyptians. Bearing down on the land here. So those are the two influences. 
myself and Natan, the Syrians and the Egyptians. Um, and in the middle, as well as all these kings and, uh, and prophets that we're talking about in the earlier podcasts, we also have the people of the land, the people who work the land, which is the foothills. Did I say foothills? I also meant the central mountain range too. So, another thing to mention about these people of the land is what kind of land, and I'm going to see if I can, for the people watching on the video, do maybe a little cutscene here to some, to some uh, visuals I've got of the actual land in the foothills. We talk about fields. No, they're not working fields. They're working terraces. They're working stepped fields. How do the ancient Israelites live? And what do their houses look like? I'm building a house right now. So, Is that a four-chambered Israelite house you're building? Yes. For the benefit of the people listening to this on SoundCloud, the kids are now building out of wooden blocks a uh, four-chambered Israelite house. These are the kinds of houses that people lived in 2,700 years ago in the Levant, the people that we're going to call the people of the land, or the, the Israelite rank and file. And we're going to be discussing more about that when we actually go inside this new fancy luxury four-chambered Israelite house that Natan and Zaki are building for us right now. And just to show you, to make you people on SoundCloud all jealous, we'll also pan around and have a look at Zach, at, at uh, Amichai, who is overseeing. This is Amichai, who is the uh, Israelite overseer. And for, the, for, for all the people on SoundCloud, an incredibly cute little boy who clearly takes after his father and being handsome. Say hello. Okay. Uh, this is kind of a bit artificial, but Natan just asked a question. I, um, I was telling Natan that he, the picture that I have shows these, what Natan calls standards, or columns, in the middle. And Natan says, why can't the columns be over here? Sorry for the, the virtue of the people listening on SoundCloud. Ta-da! We're looking at a, a house with... Three chambers at the front and one at the back, and the central chamber has uh, columns inside it, possibly columns to hold up a uh, uh, a floor. Just actually, like Natan's doing really quite effectively here, and Natan asks, "Why is it like that? Why can't he have columns inside his chambers?" And I said, "Because typically, that's how the archaeologists found it." So, awesome question, Natan. That this is what Natan is doing, is actually recreating how the archaeologist found it without maybe the stones that he's placing on top of the column now. But that's... I see it in the picture. Right, he saw the, the, saw the picture which I showed him. He saw the picture which I showed him. So, he's recreating this house with four sections just for the people on SoundCloud again. We've got three in the f three sections, three kind of rooms. Um, I'll also post pictures of this problem. 
on the, the website. Uh, one uh, kind of two what look like to be maybe inside sections and the middle section, this middle section here and the center, these kind of three sections all running uh, parallel to each other and then a uh, horizontal section running perpendicular to those at the back. Nathan's just removed the, the wall of the perpendicular section. Nathan, uh, that wall is like back there in the picture. Oh, here? No, 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 where you took it from. Oh, here? No, you took it from it. The wall is here. A oh, wall here? No. Sorry. Face is the other wall here. Like making a little room at the back. So we've got like three rooms running uh, parallel to each other and then a room at the back running perpendicular and the room in the middle of the three is has pillars flanking it. And Zaki wants to stick his hand into the video. Go on, Zaki, wave your hand in front of the video. You know you want to. You know you want to make it funny for YouTube. Ha! We don't care. It's the Zack! This is what we call a Zack attack. Zaki is attacking the video production. He has... He dis <laughs> Zaki's right. Zaki actually holds a view opposing this uh, orthodoxy about the four chambered buildings. Is that right, Zaki? You don't like four-chambered buildings. No. You you don't think they're indicative of an Israelite civilization. No. He's also playing with his little brother's leg. So there we go. Now, Nathan, can I just show one thing to the people watching? For the For the people watching, all the archaeologists tend to find, at most, is something like a little bit like this. They find the bottom of all these walls. They don't necessarily find. They don't, necess they don't necessarily find what's on top of the pillars. These pillars here. And they don't necessarily find the walls as tallest. But they. Uh, recreate from the bottom of all these things what Natan's doing right now which is Natan is saying maybe there were stones on top of uh, yeah, the walls is, and stones the on top of the pillars of course also they find fallen down stones implying there was some kind of ceiling maybe on top of the pillars and the walls Go. So we're building the four-chambered Israelite house. So just to describe for the, the SoundCloud people what's Natan doing right now. Natan is, has built the three chambers running parallel to each other. And then he's covering the top of the two chambers on the edge of the three with... Uh, Stones also making the roof, and the stones connect from the wall of the end of the uh, each chamber of the three to the pillars of in the flanking the third one, making also the third chamber 
a kind of courtyard. So you've got a courtyard in the middle and some kind of room at the back which we're not entirely sure what they did with and then these uh, this is the entrance. second the story. Right here and then they put that's right. Actually, what Natan said there, that is uh, a common, common archaeological theory, that there's like an entrance into the courtyard. Into here? Oh, those. possibly into there and there. Okay. Okay, fair enough. And so we were talking about the people of the land, and the people who... Uh, have a lot of influence, maybe they're like uh, landed gentry or farmers who uh, have a say in who will be king. This is how they live. They live in these little four-chambered villas almost. They call them four-chambered houses. They were kind of a four-chambered villas. We mentioned how these Judeans, they live on the terraces. So that the hill across the way, you can see it's kind of stepped. These steps cut into the hills. Those steps cut into the hills, those are terraces. Not even sure how old they are, but some terraces we have in this area well over a thousand years or two thousand years old. Some of them I believe even going back to more than three thousand years. Uh, and that's how people farm in the area of Yehuda. And uh, they're very much limited to eating things which grow on terraces. Olives... Um, the the Bible talks about uh, seven different kinds of uh, fruits, pomegranates, grapes, dates, figs. They drink wine. They they do have limited capacity for growing uh, grains. So they also trade and buy grains. So they eat bread. Um, most likely some kinds of flat bread they eat. Most basic kind of oven which has been found for making flatbread one is called a taboon but this one here is called a saj it's believed that these are two different kinds of ovens for making bread one which is actually a kind of physical uh, um, oven uh, area kind of pit where they would stick the uh, the bread to the walls of it and this thing here which is a, a um, kind of upturned shield type thing almost like an upturned wok uh, and this even exists still today, making bread very much a bread-eating culture. That's uh, definitely ate some some kinds of meat. Uh, there's a whole debate about pigs. In uh, a lot of the uh, academics argue whether or not they ate pigs. The certainly thing is true. They certainly eat less pigs for obvious reasons, for reasons of Jewish dietary laws. They eat less pigs, um, and uh, lastly, they're is in certain uh, Iron Age 2 sites, most notably in the city of David, evidence that the, the people of the land eat fish as well. Uh, they trade with the coast, maybe they trade with these Philistines, and as well as uh, these grains and uh, fruit and olive oil, they also eat a little bit of fish that they can trade, maybe the, the rich people there. Okay, so we're now going to do the one, maybe two-man play of the story of Jehoahaz and the people of the land, the Amharet. So, 
Nathan is playing the part of Jehoahaz. Wave your hands. The King Jehoahaz. His father, Josiah, dies. Look sad, Nathan. Your father dies. And so he is crowned King Jehoahaz. Yeah, King. King Jehoahaz. And everybody is happy. The people of the land rejoice. Zaki, rejoice by waving your snakes in the air. Wave your snakes in the air. Yes, the people of the land rejoice. But then, shock horror, the evil pharaoh Nico comes. So I'm Jehoahaz now because Nathan wanted to be the evil pharaoh Nico. The evil pharaoh Nico comes. Oh no! going to carry me in chains away to a place called Ribla. I'll carry you away to the Ribla. Oh no, not Ribla. <laughs> and in his stead, Pharaoh Nico placed Jehoahaz's brother, Eliakim, to be king instead. And you can see here that Eliakim is very Egyptian-like, waving his snakes in the air. And and so instead of Jehoahaz instead of Jehoahaz Nico made Eliakim king and placed a heavy tax on all the people of Judah. This would be the placing of a heavy tax. Don't ask me what that's placing of a heavy tax. And so the people the people of the land, the Amharets, were Oppressed by the Pharaoh, Pharaoh Nico. The end. So let's sum up. What have we done so far? So far we've discussed who are the people of the land. Uh, we've talked about uh, the, both in terms of Israeli society possibly being like almost a, another estate, as in uh, France, uh, pre-1789, another section of the society with a, a powerful say, or maybe not, maybe that's just my idea. We've talked about uh, where they live, how they live, what they live in, what they eat. Um, we've talked about their role in the story. We've talked about them uh, being the decisive factor in uh, bringing Yehoahaz uh, as a king. Um, but what I haven't done is tell you why on earth am I even talking about them? And I think that's a brilliant way to conclude. We're going to jump into the future. And if we jump into the future, you'll see that the Judean society is actually clearly split into two different groups, the kind of leaders, the officers, the princes, the king, the kingly family, uh, and the people of the land. How do we know this? Because after the destruction of the first temple that we're hopefully going to be able to talk about, the Judean hierarchy is carried off by the Babylonians, not the people of the land. The people of the land stay. When we're talking about Pharaoh Nico exerting attacks on the land. He's attacking the people of the land. There's going to be a definitely a split in the society between the leadership and the people of the land. And also, this is going to come out when the Babylonians eventually come to invade. So we've 
set the people of the land up now as a force and as a character. Now we have to go back to the story and say, what happens? How is it the Babylonians get to come and destroy the temple? This isn't the last podcast. This isn't the last podcast because of your help. You might have heard that I am a tour guide. Obviously, there's no tour guiding to be happening right now in Israel. So what I need your help with is help actually financing this podcast. I have various outgoings associated with the podcast, which I can't in good faith, as what you've seen as a as a responsible father, uh, pay for the podcast and then pay also for outgoings with my family. I need your help. I need you to join this podcast by either going to ko-fi.com slash scoutisrael or patreon.com slash scoutisrael and contributing. Otherwise, I cannot make a next podcast. The next podcast that we together will be making will be on the beginning of the fall of the House of David. And you're going to be helping by again going to Patreon and Ko-Fi and also remembering to like, to share and to subscribe. This has been the History of Judaism.